Previously on Dice Paper Roll. <gasps> Gagged and bound, they walk in a dark and dingy prison cell. Bodies riddled with bullets. What was this fresh new hell? But they weren't alone, for in a cell, a half-fish, half-robot man, an intergalactic smuggler, a charming rogue named Ramekin. And down the hall, the Lady V, strapped in a torture device, desperately struggling to break free, wild terror in her eyes. Their captor Dent then delivered a villainous monologue, his orders from a devil queen to hunt them down like dogs. He left them then, all alone, to contemplate their fate. Ever wily, the heroes broke free and from their cells escaped. But Andre lay in wait to bring a swift end to all their fun. But it turns out the Warforge was no match for Ramekin's laser gun. Meanwhile, Arikis and Calatras found a world with its moon intact. How could this be? They ventured forth and by where tigers were attacked. Snide and broken, the bard asked, Who was it that fixed the blasted sky before Brakai? could leave Mika's trembling lips, the tiefling sentenced her to die. Welcome back to Dice Paper Roll. This is chapter 12 in book two. Dice Paper Roll is made on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and land that they never ceded sovereignty over. We would like to acknowledge that. Um, Dice Paper Roll is also brought to you by our very generous Patreon subscribers, our patrons. Patrons? Our patrons. Keep us in Patron. Patronus. My Patronus is a weasel. What's yours? Patronite. Um, if you have an answer to that question, please hit us up on social media. We're at Dice Paper Roll. But no, thanks to our patrons and p- Patreon people. Sign up. www.patreon.com forward slash Dice Paper Roll. Yeah. There's also just a link on our, our website. Yeah. Do that. Dicepaperroll.com. Mm. Yeah. Um, Ollie, would you like to tell us about our patrons? Absolutely would. These are our delightful patrons. Uh, we've got <laughs> Alex Boak, <laughs> Blade Douglas, Daniel King, Danielle B. Just to be uh, keeping yourself anonymous. No, why not? Danny Carroll, Irene Kucci, Jasper Morris, Leaf Burner. That's not a real name. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Potter, Liam Sterner R, Matthew Unled. Not even going to bother reading the rest of your name. It's a silly one. Sorry. Donate more money. Maybe I'll read your name. Mika Wallace. I'm not sure what this accent is anymore. Yes. See, somebody gets it. What? Oh, nothing, mate. Don't worry. Good, hard and fast on the wicket. Uh, Ron Lewis, Sammy Duncan, uh, Trent Denham, Trevor Goodchild. 
He's a good child. He's uh, a naughty boy. (laughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you do a South African accent. And it's also why you should subscribe to Patreon, so you should do that. Yep. Yep. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for the money. Have your name read out in a silly accent and um, we'll laugh at when... Sorry to any South African listeners, by the way. (laughs) We continue to apologise to our South African listener. And all of our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) We've checked the stats. There's only one of you. You only listened to episode one, but we welcome you. (laughs) Johannes, sincerely, sorry. My name is Emil and I play Brackeye the Goliath Barbarian. My name is Dan and I play Thandor the Human Fighter and Cleric of Tempus. My name's Ben and I play Snatch the Halfling Rogue. And my name's Greg. I play Aelan, Aaron, Aeon, and Asamar, Sorcerer of Helm. And we're joined by our special guest. Hello, good to be here again. My name's Oliver. I'm playing Ramekin, an intergalactic arms dealer and trafficker of fine foods and illegal delicacies. <laughs> Ready to fill your tum-tum. <laughs> <laughs> half man, half machine, all good stuff. Yes. Quarter fish. Uh, so at the end of the last game, you had chips. just fucked Andre the Warforged up with uh, your your hand cannon, um, Ramekin, um, and he had burst through the door of the, the dungeon that you were trapped in out into the street behind him. The room that you're in is uh, the next on from the, the cell chambers and your items are kept in bags on the left-hand side of the room, half burns on the right, um, and some torture uh, tools and a table has been moved in front of you which has your weapons and Andre's two warhammers on it. So as he is blasted back through the door, um, two of the night guard warriors in the, the red helms and armour carrying glaives rush forward and they grab Andre's damaged body under the arms and drag him down the street and as they do you hear the clanging of bells um, and you see out in the street as your eyes adjust to the light people begin fleeing in all directions um, towards buildings so what are we doing quickly grab our shit and we gotta get the fuck out of here yeah grab weapons is everything else there too it's always my pirate shirt my bandana here i've paid five fucking gold for that it's all very handily um bundled up in oh, a convenient. linen sack and money um, as well yeah all your gear it is my is coin in my fancy coin in there are all our clothes here as well because yeah, i remember they're, that we're naked and kind of they're all in the they're all interest. in the sacks against the the wall um and uh, as the bell clangs um v begins to to stir and and light fills her eyes and purpose the the guard they will come with the bells we must get out of here I'm not so worried about the bells I'm more worried about the guns where do you know where we're going V and or you Ramekin I know a safe house I can find our ship quickly follow me we'll we'll, we'll get to the ship we'll get out of here guys alright sounds good before we leave though and Snatch starts in and he picks up Andromeda's gun so you dart forward and pick up Andromeda's gun. Your weapons are on the table. Everyone um, collects their, their gear and rushes out through the door. Th- Thandor picks up, uh, what was his name? Andre? Yeah. Because uh, uh, in the last game you said that he pulled out that sick-ass glaive. That was um, your glaive that you Oh, bought. that was my glaive yeah. again? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'm picking that motherfucker up again. And I'm uh, taking all my shit. But... I was thinking first, maybe if we can lay low before we try and get to your ship, 
Ramekin, because if, if the, the guards are all in the streets, we should try and lay low, don't, don't, don't you think? Okay, fine, yeah, I'll accept that if you guys want to lay low. Maybe follow me, I know a little sneaky hidey hole around here that we could hide in. We need to get out of here. Let's Whatever go. we do. Um, there's two Warhammers on the table as well. Does anyone want to pick up any of those? Uh, that, that, that's like... Snatch <laughs> <laughs> has got the musket across his back and then this huge Warhammer across, straight across his shoulders. Two stacked both ways. Yeah. Never want to leave treasure behind. I'll roll a strength check. He's not, he's, he's, yeah. He's, uh, someone might want to take one of these. He stumbles forward. Anyone taking a hammer? Because if not, I'm taking one. Do you want one? Braco thinks about leaving it and then he walks away and then comes back and then picks it up and then puts it back down again and then walks away and then comes back and then picks it up and kind of weighs it a bit and then has a couple of swings and then puts it down and then walks away and then comes back and then picks it up and then puts it in his bag and then feels how heavy it is and spins around a bit and goes, ah, ah, ah. We've got to lay low, man. What are you doing? And he takes it out again and puts it down and walks away. A-leg coughs up a little bit of blood. <coughs> and then he walks back and picks it back up again and puts it in his pack and they go. <laughs> Vandor's taking the other fucking Warhammer. You said there was two, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. So uh, you, you collect all the gear out of the room and you, you dash out in the street, still naked, clutching your gear, and, and A-Lan and um, Lady V hobble together. Um <laughs> Uh, so off in the distance, Ramekin sees a chimney coming out of a building with smoke billowing out of it. And he thinks, ooh, there's a delicious smell coming out of that chimney. It smells like it might be a kitchen. Ramekin's got some pretty good chef skills. He thinks, we're going to lay low. Yeah, we'll cook these guys up a little meal. Seems like they've been hungry for a little while. Guys, follow me. I am quite hungry. I'm f- so famished. I think I know. I think I know a place we can recharge. You all dash down the street. Um, can everyone make a perception skill check? Can we, can we try please? to also stealth down the street, or are we like, are we like just down the middle? We don't care. Yeah, let's make a stealth as well. Which one? Twenty. <laughs> oh, nice. Was this stealth perception. or perception? That was perception. Uh, So, Alan's very small sack of cloths doesn't make any noise as he runs down the street. Uh, Thandor got a 13 for perception, and stealth is a 14. Braco got a 16 for perception, and um, as he's walking down the street with his weapons all strapped to his back, they kind of clink and jangle awkwardly. He's just trying to mm. he's trying to kind of shuffle it so the weight and it smacks him in the back of the head, and so he kind of falls over a little bit and then the weapon um, the, the warhammer swings back down and kind of smacks him right in the hip and he falls over he loudly. falls over into a building which like he then crashes through the front wall of the this lean-to shanty um, and as he does he falls through and finds a, uh, a chicken coop behind and chickens squawk and fly out everywhere and feathers fill the air as you stumble um, back out not only does a chicken come out of the chicken coop but a space quail also comes out of the chicken coop. A glowing space quail, its long uh, space quail tail floating behind it, leaving a trail of glitter, flits out of the window and down the street ahead of you. God um, damn, that looks fucking tasty. I, I got 29 on my perception and 21 on my stealth. 
So despite all of this explosion of feathers and um, distractions, Snatch, you hear the, the tramp of marching boots approaching you from the east. Um, you can see ahead of you, this street leads into the main street where you were before with all of the shops and all of a sudden, this once bustling streets are empty. Um, the odd shoe lays stuck in the mud and doors slam all around, um, shutters slamming closed as you hear the tramp of boots from uh, approaching from the main street. Quick, get up, Brackeye. Forget the space quail. You lot, can you hear that? Can you hear that? Hey. I saw some dense men are on their way. Let's go. Hey, we need to get off the street. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we need to get off the Shut street. Up. I, I, I agree. Sh- I slap Thandor in the face. <laughs> I, I, I dart up behind his back in my signature move and I slap him from behind and go, quiet, man. You uh, slap Thandor across the face and Alan's no. like, should I pop my wigs now? No, 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 no. Um, you dash down the street towards the smell of cooking that's um, coming down the road from the chimneyed house ahead of you. Um, and as you dash down the alleyway um, towards the, the chimneyed house, V points you to a, a cellar door that um, adjoins the cookhouse uh, that you have approached. Um, and uh, you rip the doors open and tramp down the stairs and close the doors behind you as you are plunged into darkness. And a small blue light begins to hover over Alan's hand, which starkly lights this uh, cellar that you've, you've led yourselves into. I'm just going to take this moment to put my clothes on. Seeing <laughs> <laughs> as we're all a bit naked, hey, uh, I just think if we're going to go cook food for people, we should probably put clothes on, right? Or is that not what they do here, Ramekin? Do you, you cook with no clothes on? No, 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 no. I've learned my lesson. I got half my body blown off by a deep fryer. If there's one thing I don't know about cooking, it's uh, wear protecting for clothing. So uh, now's not a time to think about clothes. That well, you'd say that, wouldn't you, Alan? Alan stands, legs uh, legs asunder, hands on hips. Legs asunder. <laughs> not akimbo. No, asunder. asunder. Oh, that sounds wide. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Look at his prowess. <laughs> is what it says to me. Uh, Legs, legs asunder. Yep. <laughs> um, the, the, the put it away. A series of crates and sacks uh, of food and <laughs> and goods uh, are behind you. Um, and V walks forward and lifts another trapdoor in the floor and leads you down a ladder into a, a further basement. And as you go down, a warm torchlight fills a large room with a table and a number of beds at the side. You crawl down through the um, manhole um, and as you close it behind you, it is easily bolted and sealed. You head down and below you, two figures greet you. The familiar face of Barry the milkman looks up at you, but with a, a smile different to his telltale scowl that you, uh, that the, the tight four that remain are, are used to. Thandor uh, still squints at him. His eyes tighten a little bit. He looks at you strangely. And, he's, and he keeps smiling. He keeps, oh, sup, cuz. Nice to see you, bro. 
Um, next to him, a gnome um, stands with uh, hands on hips, a, a shock of uh, green hair in a mohawk running down his back. Um, two crossed rifles sit on his back and his left hand is replaced by a hook. You head down into the space and the two rush forward and uh, grab Lady V and lead her over to the bed as they thank you for helping bring her home. Uh the gnome says, Ah, thank ye. I, uh, I'm very grateful for bringing back uh, my lady here, the, the leader of our little resistance, sir. What exactly are you resisting? Um, you know, just general uh, tyranny and, uh, you know, the, the, the status quo, as it were. Arr. Nothing more specific than that, just... Well, yes, I mean, like, specifically our overlords on the asteroid are... <laughs> wait, 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 sir, what's, what's your name? My name is Siam. Siam? Siam are... Well, I've always said I call them as I see them. Siam Lerner. Siam Lerner. Nice to learn your name, Siam Lerner. My name is Brokoi. Ah, um... Alan steps forward and shakes uh, Siam's hand as well. Alan is my name, and I believe we know Barry. Oh yeah, Choice Bros, good to see you. I'm really glad to have you yeah, in the Barry, um, Barry in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, it's nice, nice to be here. Mate, Who's your mate, um, mate, half? Just, just, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm down here, mate. Sorry, um, mate. Did you? Uh, what, what did you do with that herring vest that I happened to drop here? It's worth um, it's worth quite a bit of money. Yeah, I'm totally aware of that, bro. I sold it for a bunch of fucking sweet gear. Yeah, how much? Um, did you see all the food supplies that I had upstairs? No, no, I came in the other way. Oh, well, I got a bunch of food supplies. Oh. They're upstairs. <laughs> you must have got a lot, because uh, that, that could have bought you a whole new milk bar. Yeah, yeah I no, got no, a lot was... of dried grains. Oh, it was right by the trap door that we came came through. There was a, there was a lot of food there. Unlike you not to notice, Snatch. Oh, what? He had apples and everything. You missed out, bro. Something must be wrong with me. Oh, oh, I think I'm picking up the accent, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cuz. No Fits you like a glove like there, dog. No worries, cuz. I'm trying to, you know, get into the accent, all right? Give me a break, bro. I'm not giving... I'm not having a go at you, man. Oh, all right, no, no it's worries. fine. Sorry, I said man. I meant bro. Oh, bro. <laughs> um, so, thanks very much for saving Lady V. It's all right. That's what we do. I don't know. <laughs> have, have you met our mate over here, Ramekin? Who, who's this? Who, who are you? Guess that answers my question. No. Oh, you don't remember me? I sold you, sold you some of that food. Oh, oh yeah, you sold me all those dried space shrimp. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for the vest. Yeah, yeah thanks very much. And the herring, the space herring that we put together for the vest. Pleasure. Pleasure. Pleasure doing business with you. Snatch is just face-palming himself, the fact that he let such a valuable item out of his mitts. Well, welcome. Um, Thanks for having us. Is, is this a, yes. like, a, a chef's thieves guild? Is... Um, it's more of like a, a bunker. Arr. Oh, okay. I'm a pirate, arr. <laughs> we gathered that. Oh, <laughs> just from the voice. You, you, voice you were sold by the voice, arr. Do you have a ship? Um, no. But I've been using Andromeda <laughs> since she was kidnapped. Andromeda was kidnapped? 
oh yeah, she was with you, you guys, when they, you know, Dent and all his cronies came out with their guns and like popped you. Yeah. You saw that. You saw that. Well, I heard about it from the street, you know. No. <laughs> Oh, they've been talking about us, have they? Yeah, I heard it on the street. He's got a pretty good gun himself. Oh, yeah, you've got like some sort of metal arm. That's yeah, cool, thanks bro. for pointing that out. Yeah, yeah, it does many things. Uh, sends a fax as well. Um, I don't know what that is, but it sounds pretty technical. Yeah, I mean, it's not useful these days. <laughs> <laughs> Often we have other forms of communication, but, you know... It, <laughs> Look, you can all take food and rest here if you want. You look a bit beat up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that would be amazing. Alan coughs up a little bit more blood <coughs> and lays down on, on one of the cots in the corner. Of the I room. am very interested, though, to see what kind of culinary delights you might be able to prepare for me while I sleep. All right. Ramekin, if you don't mind. I mean, you have been boasting about it a bit and you've let us here. And this... Don't mind him. He's a... Uh... Eat things with his stomach. You guys hungry? Well, what? What do you mean? Oh, Doesn't no, everyone think with their stomach? Um, I suppose they do say that there's extra nerve endings down there, and it's almost equal to that of that in your brain. So, in a way, I suppose that the yeah, you do think with your stomach. That's an actual like physiological fact. With halflings, we our brains are situated in our stomachs. Now I'm just fucking with you. All right, I'm going to bed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about like halfling physiology, though. All right, well, I'll, I'll teach you in the morning, Baz. All right, well, get some sleep, boys. I guess we've got a lot of talking to do in the morning. We're just sharing a bed, or yeah, all of you in one cot. <laughs> Let's get some of that spooning action on again. Call for middle spoon. I want to be middle spoon. Sure, you can be the middle. All right, no one wants to do a marching order on what the on what the spooning order is. Like, oh I want to let the erotic fiction writers write it. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. let's leave that certain fan fiction here. Yeah. Um, you all have a meal of of porridge, um, which has been prepared uh, in a pot in the corner by Siam and Barry, and uh, drift off into an exhausted sleep. You all heal up and, and wake in the morning and Barry and, and CM are preparing another pot of bland gruel. Ramekin is rolling his eyes at the poor cuisine that's being dished up. Oh, I could do much better than this, guys. I'm serious. Well, go on, then. I'm sure they wouldn't mind if you just, you know... I'm not going to cook in their kitchen. It's well, rude. Why not? Well, just uh, appreciate it. Please. Like, aren't you like some intergalactic famous chef or some I'm shit? I'm not a famous chef. I just kind of... I, yeah, but you're pretty good, right? I am very good, but yeah. I'm not going to come into these people's home and tell them how to cook. You did sell me one of your cookbooks. I mean, it seems pretty good to me. I'll just lie. Everyone just eat it, act like it's good, and then once we leave, we'll criticise it like a normal guest. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, cooked you the finest porridge. I put some raisins in it. Delicious, really, absolutely very no, good. No, so good. This is the best porridge I've ever had. So velvety. I had to make it with wall water, but uh, our wall water. Yeah, water that runs down the walls. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. So it's okay. So it's exactly what it sounds like. Then. Yes, right. mm. water from walls. Oh, so fungal taste. Mm. Arr, arr. My <laughs> voice is higher than that guy.
Tastes like salt, but um, with a bit of a... You've added something extra, definitely. Yeah. Mold. There, that's it. That'll be it. That's it. That's the colour. Right. Balanced. Very balanced. Mm, furry. Mm, textured. Um, Aelan grips a, a bowl of porridge as well, and um, V walks forward, and as she does, she she hugs Barry to her, and they they share a moment's embrace and, and look lovingly at each other, and she turns to you and... Thank you for bringing me out of that hellhole with you. Well, it's the least we could do. Don't suppose you could tell us what's going on? Well, um, my friend Barry and Siam and I have carved out this little hidey hole in case things go bad as, as they have looked for the last few weeks. While you were asleep, Barry told me that after we were captured, it seems that Dent has taken control of the city with his his warriors, his night guard. He so, talked about some sort of alliance, didn't he? With a demon queen. Yeah, he said something yeah. so... And he mentioned... Hang on. He actually monologued for quite a long time in front yeah. of us. Yeah, he yes, talked a lot of info. He talks He talks a lot I of shit. You were there. I tried to Yes, I know. He talks a lot of shit. I, I was a little terrified of the fire at that point. Oh, Reasonable. that's fair enough. Yeah, you were being severely burned. Do you know anything about this it demon queen? It doesn't show at all. Again, thank you. No worries. Um, <laughs> she looks you dead in the <laughs> eye. Thank you. Um, uh, Thandor, uh, like, looks her in the eye and then just, like, looks to the ground and um, then looks at, over at Brack Eye. And, um, yeah, they, uh, they they were talking about, like, that the, uh, Dent, Dent was saying that Lion was... Uh, basically like a, a puppet and that um, they've made an allegiance with like devils and well I mean we've faced off with those kind of guys before and Lion has grown devils. more and more distracted recently he he Wait. seems stronger than ever before but he used to rule over this asteroid with a reasonably fair hand we were free to do what we want but recently he's he's do you think he's been corrupted Possessed. I don't didn't, know. Didn't, they mentioned a name. I'm sure it seemed familiar. I'm gonna roll an intelligence check to see if I remember what. Yeah, I can't can't remember what it was. It sounded. I feel like we've. Nah, it's escaped me. Oh well. Mm. Any case, it doesn't sound good. Maybe uh, our paths could align for a bit if the resistance needs. Perhaps I, I I we have very little but food and and shelter. Yeah, we are not warriors. I run a shop, and Barry runs a milk stand and gives free food to children. All right, I mean, a lot of this seems really normal, but the other thing that I just can't quite get over right now is we're we're on an asteroid. Well, I mean, yes. So, Nightport. Uh, yeah, I mean, you say like you say that like it's a normal thing, and um, I just well after the moons collided. Here is one of the safest places in... Okay, when, how, how, when, when did that when happen? When did the moons collide? Moon? When did that happen? When, when, Two months ago, the moons collided. And, and everything was... Everything was laid to waste. Within weeks, the skies were filled with smoke and only the most resourceful could escape. How, d how did you get here? Like, I mean... I, I, well, I came on a ship... I came on a ship too. How would you guys get to the asteroid if you didn't come on a ship? Well, I mean, we, we came on we, Andromeda's we came. ship, but... Yeah. I heard that this 
trading posts had been opened and only those who can travel by magical ship could reach it. It, it seemed like a perfect place to make money. Where did you come, like, where did you come from? Did you come from this planet? I came from a great city, the greatest city in all the land. Great The, the city of Stoneheight. Uh. How, how high Stoneheight. Stoneheight. And it was, Stoneheight's on the planet that's down there. Yes. What, and why, what, what's the fascination that everyone has with these, these, Bits of fallen rock, the the meteorites. What they hold great power until Andromeda found the first half of the stone. This asteroid was only protected by the power of the clerics of Shah. And who's Dent she? and and his followers, goddess of the dark moon, a powerful god of goddess of darkness. Hmm. And Andromeda's sisters taken captive. Yeah, she's holed up in the Citadel, apparently. Right. Where's Andromeda? Um, you said she was taking capture. Didn't she? Dent she's, say that she's she with was... Lysandra. She's in the she's in the Citadel. Dent keeps Lysandra in the bowels of the Citadel to forge weapons for him. It's also where he keeps his most precious possessions, like the the great boomstick of Ra and. The golden space quail. Isn't that what you're after? Yes. Maybe our paths could align for a little while. Well, seems that way. Seems like we need to get into the the bowels of um, this tower. Well, Citadel. yeah. Don't don't forget about that dent bloke. Eh? He's floating around on his giant spaceship. Like He's, flying is with the Dent, cannons and is shit. Is Dent the one, like, I know that Lion is, like, the main, like, he's the leader and everything. But, like, Dent's the one that's running the show now, isn't it? Dent's his right-hand man, bro. Like, he sits at his right-hand side and... Like, yeah, but he's running the show. He's, is Lion real? Lion's apparently, like, being like, ooh, he's all kooky and stuff. Dent's running the show, ain't sounds he? Like, sounds like he's being corrupted by Dent. Well, ah. Uh, since, uh, since everything popped off uh, with you lot, uh, yeah, Lion's been ruling the streets. Dent? Dent's been ruling the streets? Oh, yeah, Dent. Sorry, I got confused, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you... I, know, I, I mean, oh, you I know, know how yeah, I feel, I, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. No, Dent, Dent's been ruling the streets with his soldiers and... Uh, you know, Lies has been raging in the, his castle. He sent out all his ships to try and find can the we, other half of the stone. Can we sneak into the citadel? Or where's it? Well, wait, wait, wait. What? Where's this other half of the stone? Yeah, what is it? Does it does it have some kind of power if we get it? What's yeah? It? Well, Lion is like fully obsessed with it, bro. He's like sent out all his bros to get the stone from the planet because apparently uh, the second half has fallen and so whoever finds it will become Lion's new left-hand man, not well, his right-hand so man. So wait, the, fir the first half was found by Andromeda. Yeah, by, by Andromeda. But wait, but but is that, is that the bit she found when she picked us up? Yeah. Well, because a Andre got one of the bits as well. Yeah, he stole it off Andromeda. But was no, that the first half or the second half? Andromeda hour? found it weeks ago. Oh, well, the second half's been found. It's then. been found. Well, I mean, I 
Where, where is it? Then? Is it like a glowing, tear-shaped thing that would have like crashed into the? Was it the planet? You said yes. About, yeah, about the size of a baby. I I've not seen the stone up close, but it Look, looks an that, awful lot like a baby. Perhaps is this stone worth a lot. It's 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 More what protects you. this asteroid. It's what holds this this base together. Without it, we would rely purely on the clerics of Shah to give us a, a breathable atmosphere. All right. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, it'd be like real <laughs> fucking choked up up here, bro, if we didn't have it. That's one way of putting it. Like I wouldn't be able to breathe and shit. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't breathe. Yeah, well, oh. I, I mean, I personally really like breathing. Um, if they took it from us and Andromeda when they... Took us down. Where are they likely to have taken it, I suppose? Well, Dent's up on his, like, big spaceship, like, floating around. Lions sent all his bros out on their ships, so there's none of them around. It's just Dent ruling the, the rock, as it were. Right. But if he found the second part of the stone, he needs the first part to, I guess, do stuff. And where's that hidden? Well, Lions guys- got it, and it's using it to use the shield. And that's in the Citadel. In the Citadel. Presumably. Mm. Well... You need the stone? Yeah. I need I need the space quail. I saw it fly off before from the coop. Must have gone back to the citadel. Why don't we go there? We need to go to the citadel. Let's we need sneak to sneak in. in there. I would like to, to free Andromeda and her sister Lysandra as well. We Sneaking mission it is. We need to save Andromeda. She She's the one that got us here in the first place. Do we need to disguise ourselves to get into the Citadel? All of what you're saying is my middle name. So, yes. What? What's oh, the... It's a joke from last season. Don't worry. You probably, everyone probably that's forgot. That's a very long middle name. <laughs> that's all <laughs> I'm saying. It's like a, it's a, that's a, yeah, it'll take you about ten minutes to get through. It's three pages <laughs> of exposition. <laughs> Sneak in, disguise in, saving quail. So what, you, 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 you're all going to head into the Citadel? Well, yeah, it's pretty easy, right? I mean, I, I, I well, reckon I can get myself a bit of a false on. identity. I, I'm very good at disguising myself, mate. Well, I've already stolen one uniform from a Knight's Guard. Yeah, you have. Yeah, how did you come across that, V? My friends and I knocked out a, a Knight's Guard and the leader took him hostage and tried to find out what Dent wanted with all this power. He, he seems... And what was going on with Lion? Surely Dent's guard would know, but he would not say a thing and we had to kill him and put him in that pickling barrel over there. She looks <laughs> ominously at the pickling barrel in the corner Sorry, of the did someone and say Thandor, pickles? The, Thandor's drinking from the little, like, tap that's hanging from <laughs> the, the pickling barrel. Like... <laughs> And you can tell we've just been over to Adelaide for the fringe. (laughs) (laughs) Who is it that did this? Who brought the sky back together? It was the stranger, the rocky one with the green hair. And his friends. Don't lie to me! I'm not lying to you. And she slaps the tiger. Tell me who they are! And as Mika begins to say the next line... His name was... She slits the throat 
of the tiger. The where tiger's limp body collapses to the ground. Well, I guess uh, we won't be wanting for any fair coats then, will we, Calatras? No, I've got enough to make a really cool pair of boots. <laughs> he lifts the faces of two, <laughs> peeled faces of two wear tigers up. <laughs> now, Arikis, we need to see who this was. We need to find them and stop them from ruining our plans. They have reinvigorated Salune. Somehow, a fragment of her power remains. We, we must find it and we must stop it from happening again or else all we have fought for, all you have wrought will be unraveled. You must share with me your power and we will look back on this world and see what has caused this. He steps back through the portal and you follow him through back into the domed room. Inside of Ariki's head, she's just like throwing up. As you as you vomit into the quickly growing pool at the bottom of your spherical cell, your hands and knees wet with your own vomit, the song begins to swirl around you, filling the chamber. But the song is different, distorted and heavy. And as it does, you see through your eyes from a distance, Calatras reach out his hand towards you and draw power from your magic. The song surges and reaches a crescendo within you as he reaches up his hands and shifts the spinning images of the dome. Slowly, time begins to wind backwards, the sun rising in the west and setting in the east. And as time winds backwards, the jungle world spins beneath you until Calatras reaches up his arm and stops. He zooms in, down through the jungle to a set of endless steps up to a platform. And on top of these steps, four figures fight against a group of monks. Brackeye, his green hair running down his back in his full werewolf hybrid form. Alan, struggling backwards, blood streaming from wounds. Thandor, his glaive buried deep in his own foot. And Snatch stands behind the others, firing his crossbow into the melee, striking at the monks that move towards them. Only Brackeye's rage and strength brings the group through the fight. And as you look away, Arikis, you see Calatras gazing thoughtfully at you. He turns and spins his hands once more and the image flashes forwards through time. You see the group enter the glowing meteor and the stone glows hotter and hotter and then suddenly a burst of energy echoes out. A flash of light streams up from the meteor into the sky, a continuous beam of white brilliance that fills the chamber with a blinding glare. And as you watch, that beam reaches out and strikes the ring of asteroids, light spreading along the ring as each floating moon rock is lit with an inner brilliance. You see the ring light up and bathe the world below in its silvery glow. And then you see those rocks slowly draw together and form into the shape of a moon. Below, your friends are gone, transported from this world to another. Where'd they go?
So you're gonna like break into the citadel, huh? Well, yeah. Break in, sneak in. I mean, this is your kind of territory, Ramekin. What do you? What would you recommend? Well, in my uh, satchel here, in my big sack, I've got some outfits because, as you know, I'm a purveyor of fine foods and delicacies, and also catering equipment and that sort of thing. I've got a number of different chefs' outfits that we can wear. Oh. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but Lion and the team have just changed catering companies that do the kind of the staff cafeteria and that sort of thing for all the guards. <laughs> so my plan is we dress up in the uniforms of the catering company that's organising the cafeteria for the guards and that sort of thing in the Citadel. We sneak in, pretending that we're doing a shift there. Then we just go uh, grab what we're after. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I reckon I could come up with a bit of a false identity around that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I heard Spotless got fired, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're on Peter Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you, um, your plan is to disguise yourself and make your way into the Citadel as caterers. How are you going to go about stealing catering identities. Well, I'm going to make one. I reckon with a little bit of time and given the people in the room, Snatch could come up with something half convincing. And with a, such a master chef as Ramekin and a fellow rogue to help bluff our way through, we could come up with a bit of a partnership. I know the lingo. Yeah, maybe we could say there's like a new reality show or some shit. I Cut to montage of the tight five applying rubber gloves and chef's hats and, and, and checkerboard pants. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. training Thandor and Brackeye to be like good serving. Ramekin boys. shows us how to like yes. sharpen yeah, knives yeah, we and dice. Stuff. We can be the wait staff. Dice awesome. onions, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or or like yeah, just the kind of like the what but it, no, it's not a sous chef. Kitchen like, hand? What, kitchen hand, yeah. I could be a dishy. I could just be a dishy. <laughs> dish cake, yeah, <laughs> using all the um, the elements, the the food uh, that's that's stored in the the cellar and the room above you uh, put together some platters of of food and and equip yourselves in the um, hospitality gear that uh, that Rabbit is carrying with him in his uh, in his pouch. Um, you're all dressed in chef's gear, so are you wearing like armor or anything underneath, or are you just in the pure chef's outfits? Okay, so at least for Thandor, what he's going to do is he's going to have like a, a trolley in front of him. I reckon you, you know, and Brackeye should be under the trolley, yeah. and oh, and we we push it. I'm kind of thinking me. about where, where my glaive is and that kind of. Brackeye thing. gets underneath the trolley, yeah, and closes the curtain. Yeah. Your swords, yeah, yeah. Brackeye, no, Brackeye's it's, a, it's, not a new, it's a new, it's a brand new type of knife. It's a special kind of knife. Actually, yeah, I, if if I could use my glaive as like, say, you you get like a suckling pig or something like that, and then it's like. You just have my glaive, like the glaive of Dent's cronies, as like a, an homage to what Dent is. His glaive sticking in the pig while I'm hiding underneath it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm and then and then Ramekin and I can push in the trolleys together. Mm. Um, you prepare your your trolleys and um, elaborate diorama of food uh, set up uh, and. Uh, you wheel the trolleys out of the cellar into the street uh, as you clatter along the the rough-hewn stone of the asteroid with these two trolleys uh, towards the, the who, keep. 
who am I pushing? Do I need like a strength check? Like, because I'm a halfling. <laughs> no, luckily they had some excellently manufactured steel trolleys just prepared. Oh my prepared gosh, these in space the, trolleys, are, they handle really well. Is, is Barry and see him? See him, Loder, R and uh, Barry uh, wave you goodbye as you leave the, the bunker and, and head off on your journey to um, try and trick your way into the, um, the keep. So you bounce the two trolleys down the street. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, that porridge was fucking awful, wasn't it? Oh, my gosh. Those, those lumps of raisins. Gave me the runs halfway through and I had to keep going. Yeah, I know I said it was bad, but actually I kind of acquired a taste for it. I thought it was all right in the <laughs> yeah, end. The yeah, texture was fish. wonderful. Like, was, the, yeah, the furriness. The yeah, it was an acquired taste, mm. but it was good. Oh, you this was, yeah, it wasn't uh, earth food all the way. It wasn't for me. Yep. Um, you clatter down the street and as you turn the corner um, into the, the main street where all the, the market stalls are and lead up to uh, the citadel ahead of you and the, the gates in the wall, um, the street is deserted once again. Night has fallen over the asteroid um, and you can see the large dark moon, a huge shape in the sky that blocks the light behind it. Um, and as the sunlight beams around it, it takes on a purple tinge which bathes the asteroid in a purplish light as your steel trolleys clatter up the, the roadway towards uh, the citadel gates. Um, and the gates stand closed ahead of you and two guards in pirate attire, their, their, their gear is motley and they're crisscrossed with leather belts. Both of them have pistols on their hips um, and a rifle over their shoulder. And they step forward uh, and, and one of them, Kevin, the, guard, the pirate guard. Aye, I be Kevin and who be you lot? Oh, hello, my name is Froglance Grimpleshanks, and I'm a master chef, along with my companion here. Hello, my name is Blesten Plumenthal. I am also a master chef. We're just here for the lunch service. Pleased to meet you, Thomas. Ooh, you're going to have a good lunch today. You look you look like you could use it. Uh, I, I am hungry. Can you both roll deception checks, please? I also hand over my official paperwork from the school of... Uh, with advantage, please. Yeah. My advantage as well? Uh, no. 23. 12. Um, he rolled a 5. Um, oh, I, I'm well hungry. Well, let him in. Paul, <laughs> the pirates. <laughs> oh yeah, no worries, man. Uh, I'll, I'll open it up for him right now, okay? Paul walks back and uh, pushes the gate open, and you are able to trundle your trolleys into the courtyard of the citadel, which lies around you. Um, behind you, you can see at the end of the street, the docks lay more than a thousand feet behind you. Um, and it's like 300 meters. It's not a big asteroid. <laughs> Um, it's a long way. Um, 300 metres down down the street, um, the, the docks lay at the end um, and a number of ships are, are docked on there. And as you, you look out, you see the shape of um, Ramekin's ship that lies at dock. Ramekin, what does your ship look like? 
So it looks like a giant enclosed fishing trawler. It's got a big kind of nets on the side to fish for kind of all different kind of space creatures and that sort of thing. And also it's also got giant jet rockets attached to either side. Um, but it's also kind of very rusty. It's got chipped paint. It's got like little bits of like smoke and that sort of thing. It looks like a real wreck. It's got a shitty exhaust. It's got pipe a shitty exhaust pipe hanging off the back. <laughs> pair of dirty fluffy dice hanging in the cabin. Yeah, a pair of dirty fluffy dice. They're kind of a D20s, though, right? Yeah, D20s. Yeah, D20s <laughs> hanging off the thing. Some kind of dirty looking calendars on the wall and that sort of thing. Oh, Bracco had been to that. He's had some lonely nights on the <laughs> on the space sea. And as you look back at, on the ship that's been your home for a long time, the gates clang shut behind you. Um, you're in the courtyard. Uh, there's a number of uh, doors leading off uh, on the left and right. So two doors on the left, two doors, doors on the right. And the, the large doors that enter into the keep are ahead of you. Let's go to the keep. Yeah, straight ahead. Straight ahead. Uh, are you guys ready under there? You're still awake, right? <laughs> Shh. Uh, yeah, can everyone make a stealth check, please? <laughs> oh, shit for someone who just sneezed on <laughs> roll the right. <laughs> uh, 18. 10 for Brack Eye. 12 for Alien. 24 for Snatch. I got a 20. 27. Okay. So group two. Oh, wait, did you, get a, did you get a natural 20? Yeah, I got an actual 20. Right, well, you, you have to like... go 20! Oh, sorry. 20! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, awesome. So group check pass. Uh, you manage to cover the sound of uh, Thandor's sneeze as you bump over one of the cobblestones in the the courtyard. And punching and, him and, in the neck. And <laughs> lead your way up to the stairs. <laughs> yeah, snatch like lifts the... I just, I just incapacitate him momentarily. <laughs> you just lift the, the um, tablecloth on the side of the, the cart and just <laughs> chop him in the neck. <laughs> right. <laughs> just got to tenderise this steak. Yeah, it's just like preparing food. Right in the neck wound. Right, yeah, <laughs> right on the fresh neck your, wound. Your phantom beard uh, aches. Uh, your uh, phantom neck beard. Um, and as the strike hits your neck... That's a good name, the a phantom si- neck beard aches. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good metal band. Yeah. <laughs> um, as the strike hits into the side of the your neck, Thandor, where the wound was, um, the, the fist draws away and a single red hair... Oh, get out. Boing. Fuck off. Blinks out of the... <laughs> The scar tissue. Oh, that was one hell of an ingrown hair. It just like really pops out like it was just... It was curled right around. Yeah. Maybe it grows from there now. Maybe it'll always grow from there now. Yeah. And multiply. Yeah. Um, you turn and drag the carts up the stairs to the... Um, oh, up to the, <laughs> to the door. Do I need to do a strength check on it? There's no lift. It's fine. I have... I just... I For some reason, I'm just experiencing a, a real like... Just this amazing strength. I'm just pulling, pulling Thandor all the way up. I tell it's you purely what, purely from the enjoyment of the pain of the steps. Yeah, each that was each pretty fun. shock. The um, sound effects aren't going to be much at this point. I'll tell you what. Oh, well, I just reach under and I, I chop you in the other side of the neck and say, "Shut the fuck up, Thandor." <laughs> Ramekin, do you like? You don't happen to have any like secret plans? You don't. Do you know exactly where we're going in this place? Because I mean, I'm just following you, to be honest. I know up till this point oh perfectly, but I've never gone inside the Citadel. 
Oh shit! Um, you you say this to each other as you back through the two tall wooden doors that make up the the entrance to the citadel, and they creak open, and an empty feasting hall lies in front of you. A long, high ceilinged hall with stained glass windows all around. Um, the two towers on either side have large uh, wooden steel bound doors in the base of them but this this room this this area at the bottom is a huge uh, open hall with a long table that runs from left to right the center um, and a high table and and throne that sits behind it raised up above behind um, and in this this throne sits a brooding figure a a huge and powerful tabaxi that looks like a white lion um, his muscled form and maned head shining in the, the dim purple light of the hall. No torches burn and no hearths burn. The only light is the purple glow from the doors behind you um, and the light green glow from the vial that the tabaxi holds in his right hand. Um, and as you look closer, you can see his form seems uh, slightly shrunken. The the muscles that bound his body are run through with blackish green veins and his eyes seem bloodshot and dilated. The hall is empty. There's maybe 30 feet from you to Lion and a number of tables running lengthways in between and a, an open hallway before you. And the doors close behind you and there's a sound of a settling teacup on top of the the tray as it rocks in its like saucer. in a circle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do you want to take the lead on this one? Well, can, yeah, let's just lay out the food oh, yeah, good, good. on the table. Okay. Like it's a normal thing. All right, well, yeah, I can, you, you first. Okay, I'll get, I'll get the volivants. <laughs> Something's definitely going on with this guy in the chair, though. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do the ice vovos. Okay. I'm just um, I'm just gonna pop down the samosas. Do you have the do you have the tzatziki? Yep. Oh fuck. Bra Where, where's the mango chutney? That Braco, pass me the tzatziki. Braco grabs Bra the tzatziki from underneath his armpit and passes it out to Snatch <laughs> quietly. As Thanks. you Braco, roll, have you got the... a food safety uh, handling certificate? Um, it's in the mail. <laughs> As he heads you the tzatziki, there's some green lichen armpit hair just sprouting out of the top of it um, as he rests it up on top of the the trolleys. And you move the as you say this, you move it's the right, two it trolleys looks like chives. towards the the tables, uh, and the wheels squeak and grind against the flagstones. Snatch on a whim just decides to talk. Lord Lion, my name is Frogland Scrimpleshanks and we bring you the finest cuisine on the entire asteroid, for asteroids around, in fact, and uh, it's sure to ease your woes. How is your... Is it day or evening? It's... How, how is... It's how, how are you? His head swivels towards you, but his eyes never leave the vial that sits in his right hand and as his head swivels towards you he pops the cork and gulps it down and then looks at you with bloodshot eyes who are you well, well i just said my name's frogland scrimple shanks scrimple shanks scrimple shanks his name's scrimple shanks he 
sort of he um, wavers and and settles back into the throne and looks through bloodshot eyes that seem to not focus on you. Food, bring the food. His head leans back and hits against the throne behind him. What's in that vial there you're drinking, uh, Mr. Your Highness Lion? The vial drops to the ground uh, as he unfolds his his powerful white paw. Uh, It slips from from the pad in his hand and and shatters on the ground next to him. Food! Okay, okay. Yes, 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 my lord. Uh, uh, Race up with the Suzuki. First of all, I think I think your lordship will enjoy this one especially. Uh, I've got tzatziki and and uh, samosas. Mm, You like a samosa, Mister Lord Your Highness? Um, You bring the platters up before him and ingratiate ourselves, like down on one knee and holding the tzatziki up. Um, As you get closer, you notice he's larger than you expected from the distance you were. He seems to be almost nine feet tall, hulking and powerful, and and almost too big for the chair that he sits in. Uh, and he groggily leans forward and picks up one of the samosas from the, the, the tray and, and swallows it and sits back down. Can I just do a bit of a perception check or an insight check to mm-hmm. see if I can tell what go what's it. going on with him? It's a six on the dice. Uh, should I go perception or insight? I feel like insight. insight it's a yeah. seven. Um, so you can tell something's affecting him, but don't know why. Yeah, you don't know. You've not really seen. He looks almost. He looks very drunk. All right. W- would you like? Would you like some more, my lord? Um, he reaches forward and grabs the tray out of your hand and and holds it close to him, and his head begins to nod forwards. Okay, and I I, I race back down to the carts and kind of whisper under my breath to both Brackei and Thandor. Oh, I think there's something wrong with him, but I can't tell what it is. Second course, quick, second course. Alright, oh, oh shit, what's the second course? I can't fucking cook. Chicken Kiev. Your your favourite, we heard. Chicken and uh, mashed potato, equal parts potato, equal parts butter, nice and smooth, just like you like it. We uh, heard. That's incredibly earth like. Yes, it's, yeah, it's exotic here. Can I you suppose. roll uh, an insight check for me, please? Uh, deception. Can deception? you roll a deception check for me, please? Oh, that's one of your roll specialties, up. isn't it? Yeah, 15 oh. plus 10, 25. Okay, so you um, managed to pick up um, that chicken Kiev is actually Lion's favourite meal. Um, and as you describe the mashed potatoes and, and chicken Kiev, his eyes begin to widen and he stirs and his, he uh, drops the serving platter to the ground with a clatter um, and he grips the arms and stands up and stumbles forward towards the cart. Um, and as he does, he swipes the dish from your hands and crashes into the cart. Uh, as he does, uh, Brackeye and Thandor tumble out from beneath the cart onto the floor and as he stuffs uh, a chicken Kiev in his mouth, his eyes grow wide. Who are these two? And We're the entertainment, of course. I know. Thandor (laughs) wants to continue the role and go, I'm Siegfried. (laughs) And I'm boy. (laughs) (laughs) I... Oh, fuck. Um, Deception. So oh, yeah, perform, perform or deception? Yeah, perform. Perform. Either oh, one. Either well, one. I, I don't know. I don't mind. Perform, I get a minus one. So Either yeah, one. Perform okay. or deception. Nah, I'll go 
11 for Brackeye. 14 for Thandor. There once was a boy called Boy, Boy Boy. He once had a toy, 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 toy. He had a mate called Siegfried. And his, uh, uh, leg got stuck, Fred. How dare you enter my dining hall? And all of a sudden, Lion is filled with life. His eyes burn with rage. And focus that you hadn't seen a moment ago. It's like anger has swept through his body. And he slaps one of the silver trays aside. And it hits against the wall and makes an almighty clang that rings out in the empty dining hall. And that's where we'll end today's game. Cliffhanger. Hello. Will the tight four get to f- live? Will they? Will they? <laughs> Against Tiger, Lion, he's massive and strong. Um, will they make it through to the third course? Find out. Will we get our yeah. just desserts? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. Staring me right in the fucking face. <laughs> you missed it, mate. You missed it. Loose ten with the tight five. It's always loose. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. There was a lot of information. That was fun. I feel like we needed it. A lot of voices to keep. Mate, I, I thought you did really well. Ooh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I managed to keep track of the voices, but not what was going on in the outside <laughs> world. I got uh, Dent and Lion mixed up, but yeah, it was it was good. Um, I liked the the catering staff trying to <laughs> break in. I didn't know what you were, which way you would go, whether you would go um, towards the, the ships. The ship first or the... Yeah, or mm. um, towards the Citadel. Mm. Ooh, or maybe These we should choices. have gone and prepped at the ship first. It's too late now. Well, it's too late now. Yeah, you're in yeah. the um, Citadel and Lion is about to fight against you. Yep. Oh, he's going to fight. Ah, uh, good. Uh, good move. Oh, sorry. Shit. Spoilers. <laughs> well, I feel Ramekin has like multiple motivations going on. Like on one level, he's like pretending to help you guys, but really, he just wants to grab this space quail and yes, yeah, get the fuck out of there. Really get the hell out of there. Yeah, by chance. Um, luckily, uh, Andromeda and Lysandra uh, are are in the uh, bowels of the Citadel with the Golden Space Quail. I know. Hey, it's just perfect. It just seems to work I out. Just, that story just came together. How funny how those yeah. things happen. Yeah, yeah. Wow fate. Way. Yeah, it's a it's an ever present presence. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ollie, how did you find D and D for your first two yeah, games? Two games deep. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great. Um, it's uh, it's really like. What was interesting was how like um, immersive it, it ends up being. Like it really does, you kind of get sucked into the world um, and these characters and that sort of thing. Um, but it's that totally interesting thing of like at the same time you're kind of in the world that you're creating as the DM, but then at the same time you're like creating it as you go along. 
And so it's that weird mixture of like kind of acting and pretend, but also like storytelling at the same time. Um, and having those two things coexist is like an interesting what method of playing a game or like creating that role play. And did you mm. feel like you had any awareness while we were doing that of the fact that we're also recording a podcast so that there's an additional audience there other than just us? Um, I feel like the fact that you're recording a podcast means that you are maybe like more disciplined in terms of sticking to the immersion of it, of, of all of you, as opposed to like jumping out and being like, yeah. having like in gags or whatever that you would as yes, people like, like, ah, this is what's happening in your life at the moment. I'll relate yeah, this definitely, to that. Definitely very different to yeah. before we have a podcast. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, when we used to play without, it was well, You could loose. eat chips. Yeah. <laughs> you could. You could say whatever you wanted. Yeah. Well, we still do mostly. We still do, yeah. yeah, it's almost like, it, I mean, it feels almost like putting on a short play or something. You like kind of dive in for this amount of time and you do it for a specific amount of time and then you kind of end the scene at the end of that. Mm. Um, whereas I think if you were doing it without the podcast, maybe it would feel like like you were rehearsing the play, like you're jumping in and out and talking about it at the Much same time. Much more so, yeah. yeah. And, and, there's, and there's the kind of times where you, like, you know, Emil and I, we were hiding underneath the, the carts. And so you go like, well, Ollie and Benny are, are taking centre stage here. They're, they're the ones that are the driving force mm. in this. And how much that you actually kind of like go, well, okay, well, this is the time for me to sort of sit back and not interject as as much like you still can and and chuck out a, a gag but you you're also kind of aware that it's like well now this is the yeah. this dynamic and this scene that's playing out and how you guys come up with that and then when oh well now he crashes into it and now hey there's us all right well what can we do and now it's like oh, all right well fuck <laughs> like let's us try and do something in this moment you know, that, that same kind of yeah. thing in terms of like a theatre production of um, kind of knowing when to take the spotlight and when to... Um, relinquish it. Yeah, mm. when to relinquish it and not, and not let, let other people have the, have the, the time and the, the yeah. light. d and I feel like it's an interesting thing because it's like, I mean a lot of us have like a theatre background and that sort of thing. So think about things in regards to that. But like, it's it's like you're both like the performer and the audience at the same time. Yeah. Like you're making the show, but you're also watching it and you're thinking about where you're pushing the story, but also excited about where it's going. Um, and then mm-hmm. like at certain points, you like, you like, create things in the story and you fuck up like i remember in this episode walking along and you did the chicken coop thing and i was like oh there's this the opportunity for the space quail Mm. and i was like oh it's probably like too easy a solution for that to come out and then later on you put it in the citadel which made much more sense kind of narratively or whatever but yeah it was Um, a great opportunity to reveal the space quail as well right so it flies out of the coop and you get that like initial that flash ooh. of it and, and, the yeah. and that of reminder it. of what your character yeah. is is in search of as from an audience perspective yeah. like oh i can't get that one but i know that there's one that's in yes lions fucking dungeons or whatever yeah. you know it's kind of like things like coexist at one so on one level you're like uh you're just in the mind of the character which means that like 
pragmatically, you just want to find the simplest, easy solution to everything and just do that really efficiently and just solve mm. everything. But at the same time, you're the storyteller you're who the wants mind. to make things hard and create impediments, which make more and more interesting stories. Yeah, it's audience. the mind of the performer yeah. Uh, yeah. as well as the, yeah. The glory of the struggle. Yes. Mm. Yeah. you got to accept that, hey. And you do want your character to do cool shit and always be winning, I suppose, because mm. in that game way. But Leaning into failure is always really mm. fun too. Yeah, but that's, yeah. That, that's where the dice come into it. Like, yeah, sometimes. Because when, when yeah. you go like, I, I want to do this thing and I want to make my guy look as cool as fuck and then when you go, boop, it's a one, one, one. Mm. Like, it's, well, now I've got to lean into the fact that I <laughs> fucked up on this thing. Well, I mm. think many listeners would be able to attest to the fact that Thandor's failure over the last several chapters, except for maybe last and this one, you know, was, has performance been very... Check, so did, so did Brackeye, yeah. yeah. It's been really fun to listen to. Mm. It's very funny. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like, that's and, the and thing. For me, it's... it's it's great when it when everything goes really well and you get to have that cool moment. But fuck it, it's also f- fun and hilarious when things go absolutely wrong. Like most of the times in this podcast, when we are doing this show, the when things go absolutely haywire and we have to fucking really think on our feet is when it's someone's rolled a one and it's gone fucking balls up and we've fucked it all up and now we got to improvise and go like fuck how do we how do we how do we fix this thing how do we do it i don't know so what you're saying is by ben taking the lucky feet he's negatively influencing the I podcast by not allowing opportunities to roll one. Did I really have? This was it. Well, Lucky, no, unlucky. No, but that's because Double I knew I'd be adventuring with someone like Danny who rolls ones all the Frequently, time. Frequently, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no worries, mate. <laughs> well, you couldn't. You could never cheat as much as me, Ben, so don't... <laughs> Don't worry about what, it. What was well, Alan's kitchen job, by the way? Um, oh, Alan was true. standing behind oh, yeah. with a, a single tea towel draped over his arm, and just standing there. Oh. Was it just, just the the edge of his of his robe? It wasn't actually a tea towel. It was no, the he, back of his hospital he gown. Took, draped over he his... with two hands took the opportunity to put on a full. Uh, hospitality outfit, checkered pants, Whoa. black. Oh, he's black loving top. trousers. Okay, he's just loving wearing clothes for a change. White apron. That's a convenient yep. retcon, man. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whether I suppose we cut, are straight. Whether that, yeah, whether that ends up in the next episode, who knows? Thank you for providing <laughs> me that retcon. Yes, and, in post. Uh, yeah. I'll just delete that so it never happened. <laughs> um, I feel like this has been a really loose ten. Well, peeps. No, but it's been but a very fun. good. Good loose. I felt like this has been a good analysis. Ollie, any final thoughts? Um, uh, let's. It would be nice to get some more uh, solid movement from the government towards renewable energy and that sort of thing. Oh, we're talking about TNT. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, just thanks so much for having me along. That was really fun. Um, it was totally cool to see how the podcast gets made and to see, to experience D&D. Uh, it's something I would love to do again in the future, play these sorts of games. Wow. That was really great. Who knows? We might just see you again. Uh, thanks again for joining us and thanks for spending an hour and a bit with us. Uh, we, we love you very much and we'll see you in a fortnight. Tight five out. 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 out.
Ramekin is rolling his eyes at the poor cuisine that's being dished up. Oh, I could do much better than this, guys. I'm serious. Well, go on, then. I'm sure they wouldn't mind if you just, you know... I'm not going to cook in their kitchen. It's well, rude. Why not? Well, just uh, appreciate their... Please. Like, aren't you like some intergalactic famous chef or some I'm shit? I'm not a famous chef. I just kind of... I, yeah, but you're pretty good, right? I am very good, but yeah. I'm not going to come into these people's home and tell them how to cook. You did sell me one of your cookbooks. I mean, it seems pretty good to me. I'll just lie. Everyone just eat it, act like it's good, and then once we leave, we'll criticise it like a normal guest. <laughs> <laughs>